World Fun Cast. This is episode 110. Wow, 110. Wow. I'm Siege. And I am Tony Curtis. How are you? I'm hyped. I am hyped. <laughs> I'm hyped. Uh, I'm so excited to that we finally got to this episode because this is one that I just feel like is such a long time coming. Like, how long were we supposed to think that Topanga would say off the market? It's ridiculous. I can't, I can't wait to get in it. I'm really excited to get into this one because I thought I remembered this episode and turns out I misremembered this episode and I think my mind combined this episode with the coconut episode and that made like for a more interesting plot line in my in my head yeah. and then when I watched this I was like okay I have a lot of thoughts but this was nowhere near what I remember interesting that you say that because you know what I'll, I'll hold it I'll hold it but I, I do want to come back to that point after we do the tell me about it and, and all that stuff okay oh before we get into the tell me about it a little bit of boy meets world gossip news morning announcements if you want we haven't done it in a while um a friend of mine sent me a TikTok with the fan theory that everything that we're seeing in Boy Meets World is through Corey's viewpoint. And that's why there are inconsistencies. And I was like, we started that. That was something that <laughs> yeah. you and I specifically brought up. And I've been I, on that theory for seven years, bro. No one could tell us different. Exactly. Like, like I like, I'm not saying that there isn't a record out there where someone else had the same idea. I understand how collective consciousness works, but I would, I would argue that we are responsible for that becoming more of a mainstream theory, because this is something that we constantly come back to uh, when we are talking about this show. Um, and, and, a, and a bit of other morning announcements, something that I sent you that I thought was really interesting is that um, Ben Savage has been cast in a Lifetime movie where he's going to be playing like a sexual predator. And yes. I was like, yo, Ben, good for you for like breaking Absolutely. out of your box. I know he did um, he did like an episode of Criminal Minds. He's done like a few dramatic things, but like I just love these uh, these this cast getting work outside of the sitcom genre like you know i really love with what writer strong did with cabin fever and like horror movie stuff like i think that's a great avenue for him i love what will Friedel does with his voiceover work and you know seeing uh ben savage get some dramatic roles i think would be really uh great to see more of in the future yeah uh it's really funny because no offense to ben savage but the more i watch live shows i feel like he's actually way more that creepy like loner dude than he is the Corey persona which is like fun loving goofy and like constantly on like that's Corey. like he's like he's like accidentally funny and whereas whenever you see ben in real life especially during these live events he's so awkward and he's so yeah. just like there and so i'm like oh a child predator or like some kind of creepy persona actually like makes sense for me in terms of casting that that's so funny that you said that because i mean i i don't 
I, no like correlation to Ben Savage and sexual predators or anything like that. Uh, but just this idea that he is nothing like his on-screen persona is something that I've a vibe I've gotten quite a bit from comic cons, from different like public uh, interviews, like you said, that he just seems like a person who is far more comfortable in front of the camera um, as like an actor than just as Ben. And, you yeah. know, I, I, I wonder, like, you know, when you've been an actor your entire life and you've been acting since you were literally like five years old, um, there must be something about the detachment of being in the character and like having lines prepared for you um, that kind of gives you a little bit of confidence. Whereas, you know, in everyday life, you don't quite know what to say all the time. You don't quite know what to do as confidently as sometimes your character does. So, um yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. Exactly. And then also I would say that some, for some people it's easier to like become someone else, especially as you said, if the thoughts and emotions are like written down from you, like it's really easy to be like, oh, this is how that person lives and breathes if provided for you than to just live in the day to day. And then it's also interesting. I can see people who are like a great personality in real life, but the moment you ask them to like, perform or be someone else it's like really hard and there's a mario are you talking about mario lopez <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say that but you're not wrong mario lopez is kind of one note uh two notes because those abs are doing their own thing but i'm just saying <laughs> it's, it, he, he's too old for baby skin like his skin <laughs> seems too smooth for his age i don't i don't trust that <laughs> i love it i love that that's that's cool it's too too old for baby skin um okay let's get into this episode do you have a song for the tummy oh yeah 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 <clears throat> tell us about it yeah to pay a mad guy Feel something for him, but can't guess why she loves Corey, even though he lies. I love that. That was good. That was well thought out. I ran Very out of good. breath a little bit at the end, but you know, I. I, I... You know what? It's hard to hit those notes. So. Yeah, yeah definitely. Always be going for it. <laughs> just, just go for it. Um, okay. This is uh, season five, episode 20, Starry Night. A once-in-a-lifetime Van Gogh retrospective makes Corey blue. He stood in line all night to get tickets for himself and Topanga, but she has gone with Angela instead and met a terrific, intelligent, and sensitive guy, Rick Ferris, who claims she already has changed his life once. They spent all day with her looking at Van Gogh's The Starry Night and asked for a dinner date with her. Corey remains adamant that he will love Topanga forever and that Kiss and Lauren meant nothing to him. Topanga cannot bring herself to believe him until Ricky kisses her and she rushes to tell Corey that it meant nothing to her and that she still loves him. I just right. assume. Now that we got that bullshit out the way, I <laughs> quickly want to touch on something you said in the opening, which was like, hey, I was confusing this episode with the... Um, episode from earlier this season where Alan, Eric, and Corey visit the art museum and they talk about the monkey with the coconut that only has enough for, for it doesn't have a, enough coconut for either son, that whole thing. Um, mm -hmm. The reason why I bring that up is because this is this episode reuses another set from the season too, which was the park scene that Corey yes. and Lauren had their date at. Um, oh, the show starts there with Corey and Sean in the park talking about the playground stuff. So, um, lots of reuses of sets from earlier the season. That is good, but can you imagine 
taking or sorry meeting the girlfriend that you're trying to get back at the place that you cheated on her with like or <laughs> me taking the girl you're cheating on your girlfriend with to your childhood hookup spot what do you do i mean it's like it's nothing sacred but like <laughs> we will get into that because this episode is very interesting to me yeah. um right off the bat i just want to say there are numerous things that i found problematic most importantly and I want to just hit this right off the bat. Topanga dating Ricky is not the same as Corey cheating with Lauren. Not even the best. And they do this thing where I saw I saw it from a mile away, where Topanga was going to get kissed the moment they introduced Ricky, um, who's like this really, as far as Angela's concerned, perfect guy. We'll come back to that, but like let's just focus on it. That I was like, they're gonna have Topanga kiss someone and then be like, oh, I kissed someone, you kissed someone, we both stepped outside of our relationship, let's give it another go. And it's like, no, 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 no. Topanga didn't step outside of their relationship, they were broken up, as Angela has stated over and over again. They are broken up. Topanga is single in this moment. Topanga going on a date and thinking about Corey says a lot about how much she cares about Corey, and it also says how how much Corey doing so with Lauren should have hurt her because she can't even go on another date with a guy without thinking about Corey constantly. However, Corey had full on during their relationship, Topanga is five minutes away upstairs and he is locking lips with Lauren and then try to hide it. And then constantly is trying to blame Topanga for not understanding that, yeah, I cheated, but it didn't mean anything. Yeah. And now that you were able to have another hookup, then I guess we call it even. I I 100% agree with you. And, you know, I, I definitely want to get into uh, Topanga's date a little bit. But one thing I kind of want to zoom in on right before we get into that is this feeling that Topanga expresses to Angela at the beginning of the episode where she's like, I'm so pissed off at him, but I miss him so much. And she goes along with how much she misses him. And the reason why I want to bring this up is because I've talked to a number of people who, when they get out of a breakup or when they have a breakup and that moment that they start to feel lonely, the moment that they start to feel sad, they think like, oh, I, I miss my ex. And when it's not really the ex that they miss, they miss being in a loving, committed, secure relationship. And even if they were to get back with that ex, they might feel that comfort for a day or two, but the overall feelings that led to that discomfort to begin with are still gonna be there. And I, I think that this show does a really poor example of showing Topanga being like a strong, independent woman. Um, this whole thing that simply not getting a spark with another dude means that she's destined to be with Corey. Like it all just feels like, like it's, it, it, I don't know. It, you know, when you're watching like, um, I don't know, she's all that or something like that, or, or 
any movie starring Hillary Duff and you're like, oh, we're supposed to believe she's unattractive. You know, yeah. like, it, it, we're supposed to believe that this girl has a hard time. We're supposed to, like, Topanga is gorgeous. Topanga is at the top of her class. Topanga is now single for the first time in years. We're, we're supposed to believe that her having one bad date with one dude means she's running back to Corey. I just don't buy it. And I also just don't think it's a healthy example. Well, so here's the thing. I... I am not saying that this can't be someone's journey. For certain people, I always think in probabilities. For certain people, it will be, oh, I've always known, I will always know, and this is the one for me. Fine, absolutely fine. Where you lose me is like what you said, where it's just like, it, it doesn't seem to be because of Topanga's experience, it doesn't even feel like a journey that we've watched Topanga go on. Yeah. It's one date, it's one guy, and it's also it's also built for and around Corey. Because like the moment where Topanga's like, I love him, I love Corey Matthews, and there's no one else for me. The audience woos, but I'm like, that woo is more of a win for Corey than for Topanga. Because Topanga was cheated on and is being expected to just apologize for it. And she also has, she also has like admitted to herself and identified that Corey is the only person for her. Whereas Corey clearly doesn't feel the same. Uh, like he yeah. says that he feels the same, but he also is like his actions say differently constantly just, because as like, we pointed out, idea Lauren wasn't the first. I, I'm I'm so sorry, but this idea that, oh, I kissed another person and it didn't mean anything, so I understand how you could kiss another person and it not mean anything, is kind of bullshit, because for Corey to say that that kiss didn't mean anything is a straight lie. He yeah. had feelings for Lauren. He was conflicted with his feelings. Like, it wasn't like, oh, she kissed me, and I was like, oh, I'm so glad I'm never talking to her again. It wasn't that. It wasn't that at all. In fact, she came back after they kissed, and guess what? She He went on a date after they kissed. So clearly, he's trying to explore something. Yes, and, like, and you're right. And, like, I completely forgot that didn't we spend some time with Sepanga being like, if, you're, if you can tell me that it meant nothing, I'll put it behind yeah. us. Yeah. And he you can't, and that's fine. So another, like, it's, it's so funny because it's especially like when we're like doing this binge, but also like just in reality, because it's been like some months in between. And for Sepanga, this has just been like back to back. For you to tell me, hey, I actually can't promise you that it didn't mean anything. Maybe I do want to pursue this. And then when it's not successful, you come back to me and be like, it didn't mean anything. Now that I know, and I'm 100% secure, I can tell you how, how crazy you're being and how ludicrous it is that you're still holding this against me. <laughs> and it's just like, nothing about the trust has been, like Topanga's constantly being like, how can I believe you? How can I trust him? Yeah. And the writers seem to say the only way to do that is for you to go on a date and do your own infidelity, which is not infidelity. Not it's all. not on the same list. And then you guys are even. So, and it just, it reeks of this thing where um, as someone who has studied a lot on polygamy and open relationships and just monogamy in, in all honesty, there's this idea that people have where it's like, 
if I cheated, then the only way to even the playing field is for my partner to also go out and hook up with someone. And it's like, no, because it's never about the body count. And it's always about the trust, the communication, the ability to state your needs. Like those are the things that are actually being violated. And those are the things that are actually supposed to be worked on. And bringing in a third or fourth person doesn't make things even. It just makes them more complicated. Also, and I, the guy they bring in, Ricky, um, played by uh, Jonathan Jackson, correct? Do you want to talk? Let's do a roll call and yeah, talk about Jonathan Jackson. Uh, Jonathan Jackson. Jonathan Jackson um, has been in a few things. He's been in a bunch. Um, like I said, I, we mentioned him earlier in the uh, and then the Rashawn episode because his brother uh, played Kenny in that episode brilliantly. Um, and Jonathan Jackson does a great job of just being like a fucking stud in this episode. Um, like I, I honestly, like when I was watching this, this time I was like, oh, she should totally fuck this dude. Like, why is she <laughs> like, I was kind of on board with Angela. I was like, you're single. You don't owe Corey shit. Like, you know, and I was, and the pang- not to Angela was about it. She was like, it was just a kiss, right? <laughs> Did you do this world? Cause <laughs> Tell me about it. Angela shined in this episode for like the first time all season. I just feel like she shined. I literally wrote down that Angela is hilarious in this. I do, and I know people are going to feel a way about this. It was a little tropey. It was a little sassy Black friend. It was a little sexualized Black person because like the fact that that Angela is just like, I can't even remember my name. And ooh, I want to see your ass. And like all this other stuff. It's like, it's it's parts of Angela we've never seen before. So it's weird that you guys yeah. have written her this way. If Angela was always kind of like the flirtatious one who was like, just check it out, everybody, it'd be completely different. But it seems like this episode, you just thought it'd be funny to have a Black person be a little bit more straightforward and curt than what the white characters would usually do. That's, so, but, that's such a funny point though, because like when you think about how she was with Sean, so shy so like i'm not gonna try to get hurt like so kind of standoffish i'm gonna keep you at arm's length for her just to be like openly gushing over another dude while she has a boyfriend does not seem like her character or at least the angela that we've known again hilarious in this episode but you're right not in line with the angela that we've seen thus far and and again it's like i i love i thought angela was hilarious i thought angela like if we were going to kind of like rank everyone or give like a gold star, Angela is my favorite person in this episode because she's hilarious in the beginning. She's honest in the middle and she's sincere at the end. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that we did need someone like that in this because there is a lot of conflicting advice in our narrative. Like there's, there's this part that the show wants us to believe, which is that Corey and Tabang are meant to be together. And this has to happen. Not that this um, should happen, but it has to, like they are inevitable. Yeah. And then yeah. there's, they use Angela, rightfully so, as no, let's, let's, let's check the scorecard. Yeah, <laughs> totally. single. This guy is cute and he's funny and he shares interests with you and you have nothing to do this night. So you should go on a date with him. And stop letting Corey, dick, your ex-boyfriend, dictate yeah. your social life. Sean, Corey and Topanga are broken up. 
I encouraged my friend to do what was best for my friend. I don't care what your friend, the one who cheated on her, did and how he feels about it. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I also thought that the way that they tried to add history between Topanga and Ricky was kind of lackluster for me. Like this idea that like, hey, you're Topanga, right? Oh, I remember you from when you were six years old. It's like, no, the fuck you don't. Like, no one looks the same as they do when they were six. Thank you. A psychopath, if you can fucking recognize me from when I was six years old. I have a birthmark and a very distinct, like, face and presence. And I have regularly run into people who were like, ain't nobody. (laughs) Like, 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 you know, so you're going to tell me that you just remembered this girl from sixth grade without not sixth grade six years old six years old six years old and it's not like she said my name is Topanga and you're like oh I've only heard that name once before in my life wait a minute are you the girl from from when I was six no you went up to her and said you remind me of this girl I knew when I was six named Topanga I want to know what world we live in um and then also it's this thing where we, we talk about this often. This show is terrible at writing women. It takes away Topanga's agency. Yeah. It's not like Topanga could be interested in some dude or that like he even like directly flirted with her and they were like having this back and forth and she was struggling there. It's purely, oh, we have a history and Topanga would only ever consider dating someone who she had a history and past with. And that's how we're going to get in. And it's like, or she could have just met a nice dude at the museum and let that be that. I'm actually, a, like, when I reflect on this season, I'm a little upset that we're getting all of this kind of rich storyline in this back half of the season that, like you said, like, Topanga meets one dude, has one date, and then decides to get back with Corey. Like, it's not pants stretched out over episodes. Like, I would very easily give up some episodes from the beginning of this season the witch episode the the back in time for fucking world war ii episode like get rid of that and give me three episodes of topanga out with another guy like let her break up with Corey for longer and explore and have experiences and have agency without like if it's almost like if they were to show topanga have an interest in any other dude it would make her like promiscuous or yeah uh, yeah, impure or somehow and it's just like such a ridiculous idea that they're trying to make it so she's forever tied to this dude because he laid claim to her ridiculous it reminds me of like it's it's not the same it's not one for one but it just reminds me of like the time that we're working in um for those who like are familiar with like tv lore in the first episode of Friends, Monica goes on a date with a guy and sleeps with him on the first date. And the studio execs were like, she can't do that. She'd be a slut. And they literally made like test audiences fill out a survey and say, did they think that Monica was too promiscuous by sleeping with a guy in the first date? And the audience essentially said, what are you talking about, you dinosaurs? She's fine. And that's kind of like how I feel the mindset we're working in is that like in 1990s, at this point in time, 98, whatever, it's like, no, Topanga is pure and she would never hook up with another guy. She would never be interested in another guy because she's a good girl. And good girls only follow their heart and they only go with guys once they're in love or have some kind of past. And some reason, 
Um, and they, their eyes would never wander because they're, they're good girls and good girls yeah. are loyal. And, and <laughs> yeah, that loyalty thing is really hard to swallow because this is coming from a generation of like, fucking like guys who are hitting their wives at home and children seeing this and seeing the women pretend like everything's okay. And, and like just this, just this acceptance of this male dominated society, um, and I just feel like there just should be there's like this message that they're trying to get to Topanga or through Topanga where it's like if it doesn't matter what Corey does, if she ever loved him, she would forgive him. If, if sorry should be enough. And that's Absolutely. like maybe it's not because it's been like weeks since this happened and she's still heartbroken over it. And he hasn't even fully like taken like real a accountability. So what are we doing? Like you said, there is no accountability. And that's what we're really talking about here. When we look at this storyline, Corey hasn't taken accountability at all. Every single time since Lauren that we've brought this up, he's like, it meant nothing. It's not like, it's, it's not even the grace of we were on a break, <laughs> which, you know, like that one, it really, I agree that it's not right, but tech technically speaking they were on a break and like it's like you can argue back and forth because it does depend on like what you define as infidelity but like it's not even in that murky place it's yeah. just straight up we were together I was in the other room you chose to spend all night with another girl then you kissed her you say that she kissed you as if you had no autonomy and even if she did you didn't come up to me and say hey this girl kissed me I think she may have gotten the wrong idea you kept her letter, you wanted to read it. Like you had agency, you went on a date with her. You told, you told me that you couldn't say it meant nothing. And I let you do you. Yes. So stop coming to me as if I'm somehow the bad guy for admitting that you broke my heart and you literally made me see the world differently. As she said to um, Ricky, I told my parents, I separated myself from my parents to be with this guy who cheated on me and still won't take responsibility. Yeah, and, and like still downplaying his role in the kiss and like this whole idea of like, oh, I learned from it, so we're good, right? And it's almost just like, like if, for example, Siege, you have a dog, you have a puppy, right? Yeah. Love your dog. It's adorable. Yeah. If I came over to your house and just like really just kicked the shit out of your dog and it was been like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know I was supposed to do that. Does it matter? Like, does it take away from the fact that you just saw a grown man kick your dog? Like, it doesn't matter. It's like, I, you may be sorry, but it does not excuse the behavior. But also, absolutely agree. But also, can we just go back to the idea of saying, imagine you were married. Imagine telling your wife, I cheated so I could learn. <laughs> yeah, if, I if, had if, to do this, baby. Like, I didn't know what love was until I realized what I may have lost. And like, it's bullshit. Absolutely. Like, just honestly, I want anyone in a relationship to say, hey, I didn't know how much I loved you until I made out with someone else. Um, which, again, that's not to say that you get, there are plenty of times, especially, especially when dating, where you're like, oh, the chemistry's just not there. And I actually do prefer this other person, completely fine. But in a committed relationship, if you go out and you have an affair, and let's be honest, 
it's not even just physical. We're not we're glossing over the emotional affair part of it all. Yeah. And you say, if I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have learned anything. You should you should actually be thinking, Lauren, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> you brought us closer together. It's ridiculous. It, you know what? It, it's honestly, it just felt like it would have been better for Corey just to say to Topanga, maybe at the ski lodge before the kiss even happened, like, hey, you know what? I've been thinking about it a lot. We've been together our entire lives. I've never had the chance to be with anyone else. And you know what? I think we should have a conversation about this. The reason why they're not able to do that is because they already did it in season three with the grass is greener storyline where he pretended to be Sean. She pretended to be a French girl. And they were just like, oh, we're bored of each other. Let's break up and see what happens only for them to get back together. And it just feels like this. The reason that they gave for them to break up this time should not have been a well, we're bored of being apart. We should get back together again. No, there needs to be more that happens to repair that relationship because it's again it mirrors too much the season three conflict when they broke up for seemingly no reason only to get back together because they wanted to um it just doesn't feel like Corey learned anything no he didn't uh and it's really funny that you say that because um i i was thinking about this the idea i even wrote it down in my notes Corey. Um, Topanga actually gives Corey a chance and she invites him. He was just complaining that he didn't get to go to the museum with Topanga. She has this great time with Ricky and he kind of like spills to her and like tells her what he thinks and she's like, wow, this is amazing. But I don't want to think about what Ricky feels about this. I want to know what Corey feels about this because in all honesty, that will help me kind of like decide some things. I do want to see if there is more than just me and my love for Corey. Do we have things in common? Is he able to communicate with me his feelings? Like those are actually rational things. And Topanga invites Corey, who was just complaining that he wasn't with Topanga. And then she's like, what do you think about this? And he goes, what do you mean, what do I think about this? Is this some kind of test? And instead of being like, no, but it secretly is, she's like, yeah, in a way it is. I want to know what you think. And then he just fights her on it. He's like, no, you don't, no test gets to tell you how I feel about you. You should just know it. You should know that I know it. And it's just like, okay, but I don't. <laughs> and I love that Topanga at least goes, she goes, no, what, you sh I should just be able to look at you? You know what I see when I look at you? I see someone who betrayed me. Yeah. That's all I see at all times. So take a look at the goddamn painting and tell me what you think about it because that's all I'm asking. This is so funny. I had a, I had such a completely different interpretation of that scene in the yeah, sense where me. I kind of agreed with Corey, not in the sense that like, oh, um, you should just know how I feel about you and my thoughts on the painting are incidental. But this idea of like her wanting to get Corey's perspective on the painting at all or that he could say anything about the painting that would make things better feels kind of immature to me at the time. Like I truly did not see how there could literally be anything that Corey could say that would make her feel better. And I was waiting for her to realize that. Like, it, like I've seen this a billion times, obviously. I knew it was going to happen. But just watching it with fresh eyes, I would love for her to be like, wow, like, you know what? 
it's it's over over like i like i'm waiting for her just to say like there's nothing you can say no interpretation of a painting no like thing we can have in common that will take away from the fact that you broke a trust that you have put jack shit into building back up again other than saying i didn't mean to oopsie daisy well so a few things to that one i'm not saying that the test was a good thing you're like it's immature it was immature she's young but also at this point in time, Corey should be, like, if he's truly sorry, he should be willing to do whatever it takes to build that trust. Yeah. If you want me to look at a painting, then I'm going to look at this painting. Because that's what you're asking me to do. It's not all about me. And maybe part of the problem in our relationship was I constantly made things about me and I never gave you any room yeah. to voice your insecurities. And you are coming to me when you didn't have to and saying to me, hey, I want to know how you feel about this, partially because I, I'm also sharing that I still care what you think about this. And instead of taking that as the signal that it is, you fight her on it. And I, again, to me, there's this thing, and I don't know if we've covered it before, but it's almost like love bombing. Um, yeah. And that love bombing is when like you're doing, you're willing to do like grand gestures and make sweeping statements and all this other stuff where it's like you just literally are constantly bombarding this person with how much love you have to give them, but you also don't value them once you have them. Yeah. It's this constant state of just being like, you're amazing. You should know how much I care about you. Like you and I are like Romeo and Juliet and we'll be loved for the rest of our lives. By the way, I really don't care what you think. And I'm going to be over here looking at other girls um, yeah. while I want you to be secure in our relationship alone. It's like, I was literally just complaining to you at Christmas to my brother about how annoying you are and how much we're, we don't have in common and how different we are and how much it's bugging me. But at the same time, none of that matters because you're gone now. It, it just, it really just feels like two people who got to back together because they were lonely and unhappy and they didn't want to face that loneliness and confront the real underlying issues. And they just went back to what was comfortable for them. And I guess that's kind of like my biggest upset with this, with this episode. I think that, and this is like, you guys know how we are. We kind of like pitch our <laughs> rewrite. And I think for me, this would have been different had Corey said, instead of Angela being like, you should go. Or even have Angela and have Corey be like, oh, you were invited on this date? Uh, and all, honestly, I think you should go. I think that I clearly needed to do some thinking. You obviously haven't had the exact same. And I know it's not my place to tell you that you have permission, but I love you as much as I say I do. I should honestly want what's best for you. And if you're still unsure, I want you to do what's best for you. And I want you to go on this date and maybe you'll get along with this guy, maybe you won't, but ultimately it sounds like you needed the same kind of confirmation, external confirmation that I needed. And I would love that for you. That is one way to approach this. Yeah. And then guess what? She goes on the date, she can come back and like everything stays the same, but we just have Corey do some kind of acknowledgement that, hey, you know what? I needed this at one point in time. I can understand how you felt, but also we're going to be in game. So yeah. go out, you I, go on your date. You to do i if i honestly like when i think about how the rest of the season plays out and kind of how like flat season six and seven gets um i honestly kind of wish they would have had this episode literally be topanga 
starting a relationship with this new guy and like maybe like oh they both end up at Penbrook together and like he's he keeps trying to win her back or something but like just literally giving them some space because what ends up happening with them getting back together I mean even in this episode you could kind of see how much they gloss over um when they finally like come back together it just doesn't mean anything like the 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 final resolve where they're like talking Topanga's like I can understand how you can kiss someone and it not mean anything it's like it did mean something he went out on a date with her after they kissed like it just it's not the same thing and you're you're comparing apples and oranges and you're not taking into account all these variables and it's just really like unsatisfying when they're just like fuck it let's just start fresh let's just start over bygones be bygones water under the bridge you kiss somebody i kiss somebody even stevens yeah it's it's the even stevens part for me that really bothers me it's it's this idea that it's not that like topanga found herself in the exact same situation and was like, oh shit, I can see how things can get out of hand. It's no, Topanga (laughs) does something completely different, completely allowed, completely above board, no kind of challenging of the trust. And it's played as one for one and we're good. And I'm like, no, like, again, you're telling girls that him cheating and you dating are one for one and you guys are good. Like and that and that's just not true. Um, a few other like stray observations. Is there anything okay. else you wanted to say? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I I know we haven't had like a turned on by Turner moment in a while just because Turner has left. But in that same vein, I gotta I gotta say, you know, Topanga's literally contemplating between Ricky and Corey, and I'm like, who's more fuckable? Like who is the better catch because honestly like this ricky dude seems like someone who topanga would have a great relationship with and in that same way that i kind of wish Corey and lauren got to date a little bit i'm kind of wishing topanga and this dude got to date a little bit yeah and you're right like just looking back over the episodes that we've had some of them would have even made more sense if there was Corey dating lauren topanga dating this new guy like you can keep a lot of the episodes the same as we know since Angela comes and goes and just have it be like, hey, we're both in different relationships now. Going back to like friends and thinking about how it wasn't constantly will they, won't they with Rachel and Ross. Um, they they dated other people. It wasn't just like they kept pining and no one ever did anything. It's like, no, we needed, in order for us to grow and actually come back together, we needed to date other people and we needed yeah. to learn different lessons. And that would have been great to have, like, let's say we were introduced to Ricky earlier and this be the episode where Topanga is like, we've been dating for a while. Um, I came to this event with Ricky but knowing that I plan to come with Corey, just honestly, I can't stop thinking about him. And as great as you are, you, Corey and I have unfinished business. Like, great episode. Love it. Yeah. But like, we don't get that. We just get kind of like 30 minutes of Topanga. Like, even, even Corey's cheating got at least a two-parter. And yeah. like... <laughs> and you know what's frustrating too? Um, you know, Corey has been treating Topanga as if this has just been one long fight like oh Mm -hmm. we're like you need to accept that you guys are broken up are we broken up though Sean you lost faith in our relationship it's like 
at a certain point, we have to call out how unhealthy it is for Topanga to over and over again be like, hey, the relationship's over. Like she did at the end of that episode where Corey dated Lauren. They met at Chubby's and she's like, I can't do this anymore. You wanted to be with someone else. You be with someone else. I'm out. Yeah. Corey has refused to accept this. We saw this and then there was Sean. We saw it with like literally every episode since that in his mind, they're still together, whether she knows it or not. And I don't think that's a healthy thing. That's not like this idea of we're still together, whether you know it or like it or not is not healthy. It's a huge red flag. And it's, it's presented as like this love, like this love never dies thing. And it's just like, no, not at all. That's not how you do this. And we also don't see Corey do any personal growth in that time. He just consistently pouts that she's not forgiving him. Um, one Ricky of my versus Corey, who do you choose? What? Oh, Ricky versus. So here's the thing. I was going to say this. I don't find Ricky all that attractive. Like, I, I like even like looking at Jonathan Jackson, nothing against him. He just has like that scrawny teenage boy look to me that like I know is really popular. Yeah. And it's kind of like the modern take of that would be like Timothy Chalamet. Now, don't come for me, do whatever you want. But it's like, that's not my type. It's a very like, specific type. Yeah. It, it's, it's definitely the sensitive boy type. And I think that, you know, they cast him perfectly. But I was like, I could see other girls being really into this. Personally, you're both mediocre white dudes. I could, I could do without. You know what? I that's fine. One thing I noticed was that his vibe kind of seemed like a more artsy, refined Sean Hunter. Was just yeah. the the presence I got from him, which I thought was interesting. That she was attracted to this guy who kind of reminded me of Sean. Uh, um another few straight observations really quickly one um what's with the sudden appearance of god i wrote that god's like there's so much god talk in this episode what are we doing like <laughs> i was like show when? and chooses when it wants to be like bring god into shit and it's so like it's not consistent it's kind of weird every single time I don't to be know. fair, isn't that very American? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Pick and choose when you want to bring God into shit. Absolutely. Uh, uh, and then another one is Silas Matthews and Ebenezer Hunter. <laughs> While it's a great inside joke, one thing that bothered me is they have Corey in like a top hat in suit and they have Sean or Ebenezer in like a carpetbagger uniform. And I was like, so even in like make-believe, there's still classism. And there's supposed to be like, like great opportunity to invert the tropes, kind of surprise us or do, or have them both be in like old fashioned times. The fact that they chose to put one in a suit and one as a blue collar worker is very telling on how they constantly want you to remember Sean is and always will be poor. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're driving the point home, you know? Um, oh, man. Yeah, I thought that was a really uh, stupid joke that honestly should had no place in this episode because Topanga should not be thinking about Corey. She should be thinking about herself. She should be thinking about her own goals and her own dreams and not worrying herself with some dude who cheated on her. Yeah, um, I have to say that Danielle Fischel's performance when she's talking to Angela with about the whole like, I'm in love, I'm in love, like that whole thing. Like, I actually thought she does a really good acting job. Like, I feel like her performance is the only thing that sells that scene, that transformation from mad to in love. Like, if she wasn't as good of an actor, 
I don't think that this would have played as well. So I do want to give her props for that because, um, you know, regardless of how we're kind of critiquing this episode, I do feel like the goal that they wanted to achieve with this episode was achieved. And, you know, making Topanga, you know, realize that she still has feelings for Corey, that she's willing to forgive him and start anew. Like, I feel like all of those boxes were checked regardless of how, you know, well they were. Um, they, I, I will I also, say that... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I would say that I agree with you that I don't agree with Topanga's decisions, but I do believe that Topanga came to this decision, you know? Yeah, I, I guess my question at the end of this is, what does it mean to start over? Like, what does it mean to start a relationship over? Because as we learn in the next episode, Corey immediately wants to fuck her. So, like, what does it mean to start over first of all spoilers sorry uh, <laughs> that's the whole theme of the next episode like it i didn't really know is. that how would i know i'm that? so sorry <laughs> it's it's fine um i think that it's it's funny that you mentioned that because i also was like okay what what i guess what it really is is like what is the show want us to believe that starting over is because I don't think you can ever truly like you're not going to forget what happened you will always be, like you can forgive and we can both say that hey we're going to forgive Corey not Topanga for <laughs> his indiscretion and that we're going to give him an opportunity to prove himself or not even prove himself I believe like because it's not holding him to this standard that he has to like constantly prove but it's more like a I'm going to choose to forgive you. Let's just move forward with the understanding that we shouldn't do that again. Like yeah. that is what realistic starting over would be. But I think that television likes to say starting over means fresh slate, whatever happened in the past, happened in the past. And we'll just ignore everything that happened. It's, yeah. And it's really frustrating because for them, again, I, I'm, I'm, talking about the prom episode that's coming out. I don't know if it's the next episode or the episode after. I will kill you. Every I, single time you speak, you tell me I'm something so else. <laughs> but I guess the point I'm trying to make is that, like, it feels like for the show, starting over is picking up right where they left off. Like, oh, the Lauren thing never happened. Corey just gave Topanga a promise ring, and now they're going to be together forever. Yeah, they had a fight, but it was just a fight, and we're over it now. And I don't know. It just, I, I, I feel like it's a, I, it makes me like their relationship a little less, truthfully. Like at the end, when Sean and Angela are just like in the museum and they're flirting and they're like on their date doing them, I'm like, I wanna see more of that. Like that's the relationship I wanna see. Cause as an adult, it just seems like a far healthier relationship than the one that Corey and Topanga have that even Sean is like, like at one point he tells Angela like, oh, it's not like a high school relationship. They've been together for like 15 years. It's different. And I'm like, different how? Incestuous? Yes. Like, <laughs> like how is it different? So I don't know. I like, I like what you said. And I do think that, as you said, there's this tendency to just kind of like pick up where you left off. And I would say that in modern television, what I've seen, I'm thinking most uh, immediately of, for any of those who have watched Insecure, there's a falling out and instead of like jumping right back in and everyone just being like, you know, that's bad that that happened, but we're good now. There's kind of like a misstep. It's just kind of like a, oh, hey, um, 
we don't have the same vibe that we used to have, but we're building back to it because that's more realistic and that's what needs to be shown. Um, I also think of there's a time in Will and Grace, uh, the show Will and Grace, where they have they also have a falling out. And when they come back together, they're just like, oh, wait a minute, you don't eat cheese anymore? And yeah. this is like, you don't do this anymore? And it's like all these, like there was a life that happened. My life didn't stop because you weren't in it, but there's kind of like a catching up that we have to do. And that can be hard and uncomfortable, but that discomfort is needed in order for us to move forward. You know, I can't help but to think that like anyone who's listening to this will probably be like, you know what? You guys said at the beginning of the episode that all of this is from Corey's perspective anyway. So like yeah. trying to get into Topanga's headspace, like, like I, I can understand the argument that this is Corey and Corey's point of view and that if that's truly the case, then all the shit that we're complaining about with Topanga shouldn't matter because we're only basing this on one white man's perspective. And but it just it does matter. It 100 percent matters. And it's hard to convince us that Topanga's agency, that what she wants out of her life, like her feelings about being heartbroken by this guy that she trusted. She said, I would give you anything. Like she basically said, I was going to give you my virginity and you fucked this over. Like there's no like settling of that. Like, I don't know. We, I'm well, sure no, we can talk think, like, about this, but. Well, what's interesting and, and, and important in my mind is even if this is how Corey saw the events, how much does he disrespect Topanga? And I think that's kind of like why we are doing this rewatch. I mean, like it's not, this is not to say that, um, or I guess it is to say that part of the reason why we do this rewatch and what we constantly talk about is how influential Corey and Topanga were in our understanding of what true love was Absolutely. and what like a good couple should be. And as we've gone through these episodes, we're like, actually, I think this story made me accept some things that I shouldn't have accepted. I think this story, the Corey and Topanga uh, journey actually set me up to behave in a way that's not healthy at all. And we're fine to call that out. If this is how Corey saw things, then in Corey's own imagination, he doesn't respect Topanga. And that's a problem. Dude, Bravo could not have said that any fucking better. 100% agree with all of that. Um, I actually don't have much else to say about this episode other than Ricky's earring bothered me. Um, <laughs> the, you, you gotta have that like dude with like it's the nineties. You get the one little I'm wearing my little hoop earring. Mm -hmm. That's what uh blonde kids with the bang haircut did. Oh my gosh. I just love that like he's he's like he's just as fucking pure, but he's a little bit of a bad boy because he has yeah. his earring. Exactly. Oh, uh did you have a bra moment? My bruh moment was, I mean, not really. Uh, I guess the only complaint I had was when Sean was arguing with Angela, like, you let her go out on a date? Like, chill out, Sean. But that's that's not that's not a big thing. Angela checked him good, so well, immediately Angela was like, "Let her." <laughs> I told her to. My favorite. I told her. What do you mean, let? She's a grown woman. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. There's that. I will say there wasn't really a lot, um, uh, like cringy in this episode, other than what we've already covered. I will say that like the classism thing with. Uh, Silas and Ebenezer is like the closest thing that I was like, why did we have to do this? Yeah. It did take me out. Um, Feeney taught me. What do you think like the overall lesson is? If you just keep saying sorry, eventually she'll get over it. 
like truly so that's, like that's after this whole Corey Topanga breakup story arc that is the overall lesson I'm walking away with. Just keep on apologizing and say it didn't mean anything. And eventually she'll get lonely and come back to you. Is there another lesson I'm supposed to have? You know what's interesting? You put, like, I don't know why, but you just made something click for me, which is whenever we have situations like this, I would love to imagine how the story and the characters and the TV show would respond if the genders were flipped. Like, imagine that Topanga went to the ski lodge, met Ricky, and she was the one who kissed him. How would the story set that up? How would the show tell this story? Would Corey be asked to forgive as quickly? Would Corey be... Like, like, how would we say like if Corey and Topanga and Topanga's like, I need to go on a date with him to see how I feel about him. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like let's I, I want to see that journey because yeah. it's always easy to ask a woman to forgive a man's indiscretion. But historically, especially on television, the moment a woman steps outside of it, it's like game over, you're done. Um, really quickly, for me, I, I kind of wrote down that it's complex because I agree with like the overall ideas that are presented in this. You can kiss someone and it not mean anything. You don't have to have the same interest. Um, sometimes your partner will get to a conclusion or understanding before you do. All of that is true. And I feel like there are moments in here where it's like, you don't have to like, Corey doesn't have to have the exact same interpretation as Ricky in order and I liked where he was like, I, I wouldn't have gotten by myself. I need you. You are the person who helps me see things differently. I love that. I do like the idea of, hey, you know what? I kiss someone, you kiss someone. That doesn't have to mean the end of our relationship. And it also doesn't have to mean that we weren't right for each other. All of that is true in, in real life. The problem comes with how we got there. Equating Corey's infidelity with Topanga's single dating life is what I have the issue with. And I, I love the lessons that they were sort of kind of trying to hint at, especially in that last playground scene. But I just don't like how we got there. What card do you give in this episode, bro? Um, and all honestly, after everything I said, I'm giving it a B. I really liked that we only had one real storyline. Yeah. We didn't get some stupid side hijinks. Um, and for the most part, we kept everything succinct. So, um, and, and we kind of traveled, we went from set to set to set. And I, I again, I thought that that was pretty good. Um, so overall, just because of the acting and the storyline, um, holistically, I think it deserves a B. I'm giving it a B plus. I have a lot of critiques on the overall, like closure of this story arc. But as far as just like, hey, we got a bunch of new sets set in this episode, like they went to a new restaurant, we went to a museum, we went to the park. Um, it's like you said, the show is always stronger when they focus on one storyline, which they did really well. Um, everyone has a role to play, Sean, Angela, Ricky, like everyone is essential to the storyline. Um, I, I think that if they were going to wrap it up, like the way they did it, like I I actually thought that the dialogue they had on the monkey bars was kind of cute, where Corey's talking about the painting and Topanga's talking about them and they're both having these like conversations individually that kind of merge together I I I I think this is a pretty well-written episode if not for the like the way they went about the um 
the reconciliation. Like, I think that's just uh, something that overall I have a complaint with, but I think the episode as a whole is, is a B plus episode. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I like, I like your reasoning behind it. Okay. Um, is it time for homework? Homework, yeah. You know what, Siege? Why don't you start us off with homework this week? What are what are your recommendations, okay. pop culture wise? In reality, so there was this new thing, kind of like trending on Twitter, and it caught my attention, and so I started doing it, and I actually have been enjoying it in my downtime. And that is this new game called Wordle. Have you heard of it? I haven't, but yeah, all <laughs> all of my friends are talking about Wordle. Yeah. So uh, honestly, it's like it's so simple but basically every day a new word is presented and you get five guesses for a five letter word and like literally like you get no clues it's just a blank slate the very first one you put in a five letter word it tells you which letters are actually in the word it tells you which letters are in the right place and it shows you which letters are like no good. And depending on how you play, it will also even like remove those letters that like you've tried, but no longer relevant. It'll like mark those gray. So you don't like try to use them again or you don't forget. And it's like just this competition of seeing how good you can do it. How many tries, like I said, you get like five attempts and like what's really started on Twitter is like, you'll see people's pattern. Like they'll show you and share um, how many they got right on the first line, the second line until like, they got it right or they got it wrong. And um, I've actually kind of, it's kind of been like my daily thing. Every morning I wake Lord. up, I see what the new one is and I try it. I've been really, really good. I've gotten everyone that I've done so far, but uh, it, it's a fun little game because there are certain ones where you're like, oh man, I was so close to not getting it. And also you realize how many five little words there are. <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw a meme today that said we're in the wordle phase of the pandemic, and I, I yes. didn't quite get the reference, but uh, I'm glad you helped me understand that a little bit better. It, it really is, like, it's also crazy because it's not an app, it's just a website. So you have to go to this website, refresh the page, like, it's it's so weird how it's set up, but it's also one of those things kind of like Tiger King or Yellow Jacket in the sense that you have to you have to pursue it in order to be part of it, but it does have its own subculture that like everyone's just doing. So yeah, I, like it's, it's fun to be part of something. It's fun to like stretch your brain in a different way. And uh, yeah, it's, it's literally something I look forward to. So um, that's, that's dope, Brett. Um, I, I'm definitely going to have to check this out. So many of my friends are talking about it, but I just really want to, um, get back into it uh i know yeah, I, was doing, I was doing words <laughs> with friends at the beginning of the pandemic so i feel like this will translate pretty well um homework for me you know what it's so it's kind of hard like all of my homeworks are kind of running together i don't know what i've said before and what i haven't said before but i will say that i did finish hawkeye finally on disney plus um and i really enjoyed it um I will have to give it another look. I will say that I don't like Jeremy Renner. I have a problem with his face and I don't think he deserves the fame that he has, but that's a whole other rant. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a that's a hundred percent okay. I went into the series being like, I'm bored, I have nothing to watch. This is my least the least interested I've ever been in like a Marvel project for the most part. But I'll watch it. So here's what I did. I watched um like the first part of it. And then until um, 
Yelena shows up. Then yeah. I pause. Yelena paused, then watched Black Widow for the first time. And then I, for the first time, and then I jumped back into it. And it honestly made like the whole thing feel better because when I jumped back into it, it literally, the episode starts with the way the movie ended and it just completely synced up in a way that made it a better experience, I think, than just watching Hawkeye on its own. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's why I got so much fulfillment out of it. But um, I no, also- I will say- Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think Haley Seinfeld is, is, is great as well. Uh, amazing in that role. So many people are fans of hers. And I just honestly, like, I'm like, meh. Like, I, I, like, I, I, like everyone has their thing and I get it. And I, I do not want to take away from her talent. The other day I was at the gym and she had a music video on. And I was like, oh yeah, she's also a singer. I totally forgot that. But um, I feel like she's just one of those actresses where I'm like, honestly, you're not giving me anything really new, but I get that you're like a really you're a popular face and I, not everything's for me. So, okay. My, um. <laughs> my uh, interest in Haley Seinfeld actually started when I saw true grit back in like 2008, where she's like one of the youngest people to be nominated for an Oscar or something like that. That was the first time I saw her. Like, so I saw her as like a child actor that I was like, wow, you're actually a really good actor, even as a mm -hmm. child. And so she made that first impression with me and it's, it's stuck with me ever since. Um, yeah, I will say that Hawkeye, like, I didn't want to give away the twist. So if you have not seen Black Widow, please watch it. Black Widow, to me, actually is way better than the credit it gets. Yeah. And I really, really enjoyed that movie. And the moment I found out Yelena would be a part of the show, I was like, okay, I am more interested. And yeah. to give the show its credit, almost everyone in my nerdy group chat is like, you got to watch it. It's so worth it. Especially like the last episode really yeah. opens up the world of, of Marvel and connections to like all the Netflix shows and it's 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 good stuff. Um, I'm also so uh, probably going to watch Eternals as soon as we finish because I haven't watched it yet and it just got on. There. Okay, let me know what you think about Eternals. Okay. Uh, so I, I will say let's do that as the homework assignment. You got your Black Widow, you got your Hawkeye all on Disney Plus. Yeah. And in between episodes, you play a little Wordle. Um. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, Marvel, Marvel, uh, I'm getting really into it. Like there was times where I was just really like over the whole Marvel thing and it was kind of overdone, but I kind of like let the hype die down and then dive into it in my own time and I'm able to enjoy it a lot more. That's how I feel with Hawkeye. I'm like, I'll visit it. like when it calls to me, you know, like certain things you're like, it's not for me right now. And if I were to watch it, I'd just be watching it for other people. So I'm going to wait till it calls to me and then I'll probably enjoy it more. Well, it might also be that thing where like, you know, they have like a continuation of the story come out that does look interesting. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll just watch this so I can understand this other thing that I'm going to enjoy more, which happens I I all the time with Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, I forgot what it was, but there's definitely been something where it's like season one and I was like, meh, I don't care, whatever. And then everyone started talking about it. I was like, okay, let me check this out because it, it is getting interesting, just like the conversations that are being had. Yeah. And I completely like fell in love. And I have to admit that I give Marvel my attention. Like usually they do me right. And even when they don't do me right, I like I feel like they're trying to give me something I, I oh, haven't. 100%. It's like, honestly, Marvel and Pixar, and I know these are both Disney properties, good for them. Um, <laughs> Marvel and Pixar have just been so amazingly consistent that I will probably watch pretty much anything that they put out at this point. Just because even if it's not for me, 
it serves an overall storyline that I'm ultimately interested in. So I can I can still find a way to get in there. Absolutely. Okay, everyone, give us your feedback. Tell us what you thought of this episode. Tell us what you think about um, Hawkeye. If you agree that Jeremy Renner is overrated. Um, <laughs> Let yeah, me tell know us what you how think about Corey and Topanga getting back together. Tell us what you think about her and Ricky. If you think they should have gotten together, if you think she should have like maybe hooked up with Ricky, because I think that should have happened. But let me know your thoughts. Whatever. Um, oh my god! Like completely like. Uh, and if you've been it this long, you know we were ranting, so you just got to deal with it. But what if Topanga slept with Ricky, and she's like, "Oh, it didn't mean anything, Corey." Boom. <laughs> Yeah, how, how forgiven are we being? Yeah. <laughs> I said sorry, what's the problem? <laughs> uh, honestly, I would have loved the show so much more had it done that and had to figure be like, you're right, it doesn't always have to mean something. It doesn't have to <laughs> and mean then something. let's see that journey of forgiveness. Okay, um, you guys, thank you so much for spending the time with us. Remember, you can find us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, at Brummeets World. Just, just Google Brummeets World. We're everywhere. Yeah, we're there. We're everywhere. Um, thank you for listening. Reach out. We would love to talk to you. We enjoy the feedback. You guys are great. And uh, yeah, um, I guess that's it, right? I guess that's it. Yeah. Think it's Rate, review, to... share. We we, we, we yeah. love it when you guys let us know what you think about the podcast. Your your reviews on iTunes and things all matter and help us. So yeah. Yeah. Um I think it's time to dream. To try and do good. Do good, guys. Do good. Later, bros. Later, bruh. When the spawn meets world.